Hey, good to see you today. My name is Philip Thomas, pastor of Journey here in Elgin, and thank you for joining us for our Journey Through Scripture podcast. This is our Thursday edition. Hope that uh, your week has gone well and looking forward to a good weekend. But as we continue to go in a chronological order of our journey through Scripture, uh, we are looking at the life of Jesus through the Gospels. Uh, today we'll be looking at Matthew chapter 12 and 13, Mark 3 and 4, Luke chapter 11, and then Luke 8 and 13. Um, so again, I know it's a lot of skipping around, um, and, and sometimes it's kind of double reading, but it's important to make sure we, we get all of these teachings and how they're, they show up in the different gospels at different times. Sometimes they're very, very similar. Sometimes one gospel adds a little bit more than, than the other gospel. But uh, uh, the story we start off with today in Matthew chapter 12, um, starting in verse uh, 22 through 50, um, it starts off with Jesus casting out some demons and he gets accused of uh, getting his power from Beelzebub. This is something that is uh, common that a lot of the religious leaders trying to discredit Jesus would do, say, oh, well, you're, you're getting your power uh, from some place that is unholy. And that's where Jesus says, uh, a house divided against itself cannot stand. What, what, would it, uh, what sense would it make if I'm driving out demons that I am doing it in the name of Satan, the father of the demons, right? So he's, he's you know, making, making that point. Um, and you can tell that Jesus kind of gets, gets frustrated uh, with this accusation. Uh, and in verse 30 of Matthew chapter 12, he says, He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters abroad. Um, Jesus, I know we love to take the simple views of, you know, the God of the Old Testament is the mean God and the God of vengeance and, and uh, anger and wrath. And then Jesus is all about love and caring, and he's just so sweet. And that, that's, that's dangerous if we try to simplify it like that. Jesus obviously is um, sharing an amazing message of uh, forgiveness, of mercy, of inclusiveness, that everyone is invited to be part of the kingdom of God. Um, but that doesn't mean that there's not separation. And this is an extremely divisive statement. Right? He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters abroad. That, that's offensive talk in our day today. Um, but yet Jesus recognized that there were those who were for him, and then there were those who were um, for the enemy, and that there will be a separation um, uh, for sure. And uh, then Jesus continues to go, uh, go on and talk about um, you know, just different uh, sermon ideas and different thoughts. Uh, it talks about the unpardonable sin in verses 31 uh, through 32. Uh, it says, anyone who speaks again, a word against the Son of Man, it will be forgiven him. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven him either in this age or the age to come. So, you know, there's a lot of talk on, well, what is the unforgivable sin? And um, some would say it's suicide. That's kind of the Catholic tradition. Um, I, I think, I think we're, we're probably overthinking uh, this. It's probably pretty simple. Blaspheming the Holy Spirit means that you are rejecting the Holy Spirit, that you are not asking the Holy Spirit to, to come in and, and to change you and to fill you. Um, so it's, it's a rejection of the presence of God. It's the rejection of what God is offering you. If you do that, um, then you will not receive what 
what the Spirit offers, um, which will lead to a separation uh, from God uh, in this age and in the age to come. Um, I think it's it's pretty much that that simple. Um, some would probably disagree with that, but uh, but I, I I do believe that if you do not accept uh, the offer of of Jesus and allow the Holy Spirit to come in and forgive and cleanse and uh, create a new spirit within you, um, then you will be separated from uh, from from God. Um, then it continues to kind of go on that idea. A tree is known by its fruit. Whatever is on the inside, uh, the the outside will begin to bear good fruit. Um, verse thirty seven: For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Right? Um, by by the the words that you speak, by what you believe, by the life that you live, the fruit that you bear, um, all of that is an indication of of where you are on the inside. Have you allowed uh, God to change you from the inside, which leads to the outside and leads to actions being changed as well? Um, Then you have the scribes and Pharisees asking for a sign. Um, This is ridiculous. They've been seeing signs, but they are just kind of uh, toying with Jesus. um, And Jesus pushes back uh, against them. He says, for as Jonah was in the three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the son of man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. So he's alluding that he is, you know, to his death and resurrection, but he is connecting himself uh, with a, with the prophet. Uh, verse 39, a little bit before that, he says, he answered them. He says, an evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign and no sign will be given to you except the sign of the prophet Jonah. And so um, they are just, you know, kind of prodding him as a a circus act to show them a sign. Um, But yet Jesus knows that 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 where their hearts are and and he calls them out. Um, It's shocking that they became very angry at Jesus, isn't it? (laughs) Um, Then you have verse 43. Um, kind of an interesting verse. When, it, when an unclean spirit goes out of the man, he goes through dry places seeking rest, find none. Then he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it empty, swept, put in order. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter and dwell there. And the last state of man, uh, of that man is worse than the first. So shall it be with, uh, with this wicked generation. Um, basically what is kind of the illustration here is probably referencing to the people of Israel, how they began worshiping pagan gods. Um, They ended up going into the exile. They came back. They kind of got things cleared up again, but they, they really have not fully turned to God. And now they have opened themselves up to even more uh, spirits of deception and, and, and of, of uh, kind of human pagan religions um, it's kind of an interesting, we're not, not sure exactly, uh, what this verse is, is referring to, but it is, it's definitely calling to account, uh, the religious leaders of the day because they consider themselves much better than, oh, look at these past generations. And Jesus is saying, no, we're, you are always susceptible, uh, to the evil spirit returning. And, and I think that, that we, we can take, some basic truth from this. We can get our lives cleaned up, uh, but we better be prepared because uh, there will be, uh, Satan does not give up. He continues to try 
to pull us away uh, from God. Then you have Jesus's mothers and his uh, brothers. Um, you know, this is kind of the where Jesus is, talks about the greater kingdom. Um, it, this, he's not saying that his mother and brothers aren't important to him. They clearly are. But he is about a spiritual family much bigger that he came uh, for for everyone, um, not just his immediate family. Um, Mark uh, chapter three um, it talks about the the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Talks about Jesus' mothers and brothers. That's uh, Mark chapter three verses twenty through thirty-five. Uh, Luke chapter eleven verses fourteen through thirty-six. Um, it starts with a house divided against itself, um, the unclean spirit keeping the word. Um, I thought this was interesting. In uh, 11, uh, chapter, uh, verse 27 uh, of Luke says, as he was speaking this thing, a certain woman from the crowd raised her voice, said to him, blessed is the womb that bore you and the breast which nursed you. But he said, more than that, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Uh, again, Jesus is not wanting this attention on, on how important he is. Um, it's listen to the message. I want you to change. Don't get focused on, uh, on you know, worship, uh, worshiping my mother who bore me, right? Pay attention to what I'm saying and do it. Um, the, Luke there in chapter 11, you have seeking a sign. Um, and then uh, we get to the, his mothers and brothers coming uh, to him in Luke chapter eight. Uh, then in Matthew chapter 13, we have the parable of the sower. Um, Jesus gives the, the parable of sowing of the seeds and that uh, different people are going to react differently. But our role is to, to sow those seeds. Um, the, uh, it talks about why Jesus used parables, because that was spoken in, talked about in the Old Testament because not everyone was going to understand. You had to pay attention. Um, you had to seek the truth. And, uh, and Jesus would explain uh, the parables uh, to the disciples. Uh, there's also the parable of the wheat and the tares. Uh, the tares are basically weeds that someone mixed those seeds in with the wheat seeds. And uh, at the end of that, it's a Matthew chapter 13, verse 28. He said, an enemy has done this. The servant said to him, do you want us then to go and gather them up? But he said, no, lest you gather up the tares, you also uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at that time, I will say to the reapers, first gather together the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. Um, again, there's, there's constant comparison of those who choose to believe and those who do not. Um, and I, I think it's important that, that Jesus does, uh, that that is a main point of his his ministry. Then we have the parable of the mustard seed. All of these are about the kingdom of God, kind of uh, simple uh, illustrations of the power of the kingdom of God. It's like a mustard seed. It's small, but it has a huge impact. Um, the parable of the leaven, how the, the, the leaven impacts everything, even though it is uh, unseen. Um, the uh, continue to talk about the parables, the parable of the tares explained. Um, it, uh, the other other parables, verse 44, Matthew 13, again, the kingdom of heaven is like the treasure his, hidden in a field, which a man found and hid, and for joy over it, he goes and sells all he has and buys that field, right? That the kingdom of heaven is worth anything. Uh, whenever you find it, you you recognize that nothing 
uh, is as important uh, as the kingdom of heaven. Um, Mark chapter 4 has the parable of the sower. Uh, parable of the sower explained has the, the light under a basket. It says uh, Mark chapter 4 verse 21. He says is a light b- lamp brought to be put under a basket or a bed. Is it not to be set on a lampstand? For there is nothing hidden which will not be revealed, nor is anything be kept secret that it should come to light. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Um, it, you know, and, and this idea, it's putting light on the situation, putting truth out there, that Jesus is spreading that uh, truth to a dark world. Um, continue to see many of the same parables. Um, Luke chapter 8, again, has the parable of the sower, um, some of the different parables, but it starts off in chapter 8, um, verse 1. says, Now it came to pass um, that he went through every city and village preaching and bringing glad tidings of the kingdom of God, and the twelve were with him. And certain women who had been healed of even evil spirits and infirmities, Mary Magdalene, out of whom had come seven demons, and Joanna, the wife of uh, Cusa, Herod Stewart and Susanna and many others who provided for him uh, from their substance. So we have that it's not just the disciples. There are others who are following and who are supporting Jesus. And the, the women had a important role, um, which, again, the fact that it even mentions that goes against uh, the norms of that culture uh, for women were not usually recognized uh, for what they did. All right. So we're going to stop there. Um, and next Tuesday, we will be looking in Matthew um, chapters 8 and 9, Mark 4 and 5, and Luke chapter 8. So Matthew 8 and 9, Mark 4 and 5, Luke chapter 8. Um, we'll see the, that the winds and the waves even obey Jesus. All right, I hope that you have a wonderful week and our rest of the week and a great weekend. And we will see you on Tuesday.